Welcome to Experience Points. I'm Brandon. I'm Lance. On a previous episode, we talked about the pleasures of having so many streaming services. With the invention of these services also came a surge of binge-watching and a huge number of people re-watching shows and movies they normally wouldn't have. Today, we're going to dive in and talk about the power of binging and what makes a show actually rewatchable. Um, so, Lance, uh, why don't you get us started here? Are there any shows that you have found yourself rewatching, you know, simply because they're more convenient or anything like that? I mean, I feel like that's a big ass question. Um, I know. Yeah. I, I don't throw the easy, you know, easy ones at you right off the bat. Yeah. I would be surprised to see the uh, statistic for how many people do, you know, rewatch and binge watch shows versus how many don't uh, specifically, you know, kind of for our, our age group, like, you know, 20 to well, really like 18 to, to 35 or 18 to 40. Like, I feel like we grew up with content where you can stream it. So you do kind of get in that habit of, of binge watching when, you know, whenever it was just cable, you couldn't, you couldn't really do it. I mean, yeah, sometimes there'd be marathons and stuff, but um, it, it was a lot harder to do. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, it, it, there's a ton of shows. Um, I mean, I could go through a huge list, but I'll, I'll just say probably the, 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 th- three to four that i rewatched the most um south park number one i watched that pretty much all all the time um i have it on just on a second monitor if i'm doing something or um have it on in the living room if i'm uh, cleaning or something like that um arrested development's always good but that's not as bingy because it kind of has a story going with it kind of same with always sunny and then um uh, what was my fourth one? Oh, Key and Peel, and that's you know sketch comedy, so you can kind of have that on whenever. Yeah, well, and I think I'll I'll talk a little bit about Arrested Development because I think that's the perfect show to binge watch um, for a variety of reasons. But I think the the best thing about that show and the reason why it didn't do well when it was first on the air, but sort of found that cult following afterwards, is because you have these jokes that are you know three or four episodes back from whenever, you know, it was first introduced as a, as a concept in the show. You know, a good example is the, uh, the running gags of loose seal, right? So, <laughs> yes. you know, you have it introduced that there's, you know, this loose seal, uh, one loose seal two, then they start keep making these references to loose seal. Um, and same thing for Buster's hand no spoilers here something happens to buster's hand and it is teased from like season one episode two i think so pretty early on yeah um and so you know these this show made all of these references but it would be a month later that you would see the payoff to a joke that was set up you know a month ago and so now you have this time period where you've forgotten about that one line um and with streaming you don't have to worry about you know is this person going to get this joke you know a month down the road because they're probably going to see it in two hours as opposed to uh four weeks yeah definitely yeah and i mean there's there's a lot of other reasons i mean you've you know listed quite a few um for arrested development specifically and um you know in my opinion arrested development's kind of kind of an outlier for me um as far as bingeable shows um I mean, it does have the comedy aspect, and I think, you know, for me personally, and I think probably a lot of people 
comedy is necessary for it to be a bingeable show. Um, but it does have a story, um, and that that, in my opinion, kind of makes it a little bit harder to be bingeable because um, if you already know the story, you already know what's going to happen. Then it's kind of like, uh, you know, I've already kind of seen this episode. I don't care as much. While, you know, if you do like some sketch comedy like Key and Peele or South Park, where there's not really a a story, then you can kind of just jump in. Uh, watch for 20 minutes, jump out. You know, there's no real commitment to it. Um, but Arrested Development definitely is is bingeable in it, and that's why it's, you know, in my opinion, kind of just like a, a weird outlier for me. You know, what's really funny is I think one of the first shows that really became like a binge-worthy show was like, uh, you know, Stranger Things. And Stranger Things is a very, like everybody binged that as soon as it came out. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe not rewatching, but definitely like, you sit down, you watch all eight episodes as soon as it's released. Um, and I think that's an interesting phenomenon, like everybody just sitting down and just consuming all of the media all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of interesting, you know, because like with um, The Mandalorian now, um, since it's relevant, you know, the new season's out for it and it's coming out every week versus doing the, the binging of, of everything out at once. And you know, early on, they would do the entire season, everything's out, and then they started doing, you know, first half of the season and the second half of the season, and, and now I think a lot of people are getting back to, you know, once a week. Sometimes there will be ones that they just drop all at once, but a big reason I think it is is, is exactly why you say it. You know, people binge it, watch it all at once, you know, talk about it, and then it's out of their minds in, in, in two weeks, you know, unless someone else brings it up, but the way that they want to make money is they want it in people's heads, you know, for a long amount of time. So they're going to have it eight, 10 weeks on uh, to make, make sure that they stay relevant. Exactly. And, you know, you're talking about the Mandalorian, which is, you know, sort of a young adult sort of genre, I would say like, you're not really aiming it for all of the family, right? Because it's like blood and gore sort of, you know, Um, (laughs) but you're, you're definitely wanting to get those, you know, you know, teenage audience and then older right mm-hmm. um and so there's a lot of money to be made in merchandising in that group and i think that's why they're really trying to stretch out their show um same thing for the boys i think that it's really about merchandising at that point um and they're really trying to get those people to be invested to come back to their platform as well i didn't even think about that until i just said it um <laughs> and consume other media while they're waiting for the next episode to drop yeah yeah i mean exactly i mean it it's <laughs> they you know with these with these companies they have entire marketing um divisions and entire uh statistics where they're you know they're testing all these different ideas and seeing not necessarily really what people enjoy they're seeing <laughs> what is going to net them the most profit and yeah if it whatever brings them back to their platform for an off chance that you're like, Oh, this, you know, well, I, I didn't plan on watching this show, but I see that there's a new episode for it or that, you know, this looks interesting or something then, then that's going to pay off for them. Um, one, to make sure that you continue to subscribe Two, if you tell other people about that new show that you, you checked out and three, it, the, the ultimate thing that they would love is if you ever actually bought merchandise from them for it. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the big one, right? That's, that's where they make a lot of their money. Exactly. And I mean, look at how many baby Yoda toys that are out there on the market, you know, um, it's, that's, it's, it's actually, I know we're not doing like a merchandising one, but the baby Yoda <laughs> is just hilarious to me because 
you know, they specifically made sure to have him as baby. Like, that was such a planned thing, and I, I feel like they just built a whole thing around that just because they knew how much money they could make off having a baby Yoda, uh, you know, merchandise to sell. Exactly. And it, we'll go into merchandising in another episode, I'm sure. Uh, and Star Wars, Star Wars will be a huge, huge point in that. Um, 100%. But, but, you know, going back to sort of the idea of binging and streaming and all of that, you know, do you prefer to have a show drop all of its, you know, 12 episodes at once? Or do you prefer to have it be a week to week event? Um, I think it <clears throat> I think it depends on the show, honestly. Um, you know, I, honestly, for me, it comes back to the story versus no story aspect. Um, you know, if it's South Park, whatever, uh, have it once a week that's not a big deal to me i'm not going to complain um if it's again something like the mandalorian i would like that all just to be dropped at once i would like to binge it i don't i don't want to forget the story and then have to watch a recap every week of the relevant bits so that i'm up to date like to me that's just recaps are are they're just they're just frustrating a lot of times because it's like if if they would have just dropped it all at once i wouldn't have to worry about this um and a lot of times the recap too you know you probably already remember it so so just to clarify so you like whenever like if it's a comedy you can watch it anytime and you can put on three episodes if you miss those episodes and you don't really care um but if you're watching a show that has like a major story that you're really wanting to follow. You want it all at once so you can consume it right then and appreciate it then in the moment. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, a, a big part that I really got into game of Thrones was I didn't find game of Thrones until after season one had already completely finished. And honestly, if it was a week to week with season one, I probably would have dropped it after like four weeks in or something like that. Right. Because it doesn't, you know, Game of Thrones is a perfect example of the first season isn't interesting until you know the entire plot, and then season one's interesting. But at that time, it just you know it wasn't interesting. But but I was just you know playing games or, or doing something else, and I had it on, and I was just watching it. And even though it was kind of boring, it was like oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and 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 that's what that's what kept me going because you know obviously at the end it gets really interesting, but. I mean, that's that's why I think it's a perfect example of story ones. <clears throat> they they have this tendency to have a huge payoff at the end of the season. And for me, oftentimes, it's just like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm just waiting for that payoff. And it feels like it's needlessly building when you know that it's going to, you know, resolve anyway. Like, I don't know, it, it, it kind of comes down to the movie versus TV shows of being you know, a lot of these TV shows are just long movies and oftentimes you're just watching little 45 minute segments of just, you know, a little piece <laughs> of the story and it can get kind of frustrating. You know, you wouldn't watch a movie eight times pausing it over a week. You know, that's just ridiculous, you know? You know, and I, I think I would call this, I, I'm going to coin this term right now. Okay. Uh -oh. This is, we are, we are copywriting this phrase. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's it's really the Walking Dead effect. Oh, you know? <laughs> TM. I'm saying it now. No one else say it. TM. <laughs> but seriously, I found myself doing that in Walking Dead because I was watching it live as it was on airing, and it was so frustrating. Nothing happened every episode, 
until you got to the mid-season or the season finale. And then everything happened. And you're like, why did I watch the last seven episodes whenever episode eight actually gives me what I was watching for? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I will say, yeah, there are a ton of shows that do that. Um, especially, I think it's especially common now that we have streaming services because they know you're just watching it over, like you know, episode after episode, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and, and the other aspect of that too, I mean, to, to go back to Game of Thrones again, um, there's there's multiple reasons for Game of Thrones, I feel like, but, but season eight's another good example of, I think that they probably, I mean, they would have still gotten a lot of backlash for season eight, but... <laughs> if it all happened and they dropped it at once and there wasn't this build up and build up um because i feel like the last season especially like episode one and two like they were just so slow and you have to wait a whole week and then it's just like it's a whole thing and if they would have just dropped the whole season at once i think people would have been at least a little bit less pissed off um because at least then those building episodes it's just like okay that's a building episode that's fine let me jump into the next one but that 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 is a that is a really big culprit of the just building and building and then in that case eventually to to you know garbage but um i think it makes it better for the payoff if you binge it and it makes it easier if it's a bad payoff if you binge it as well because you feel like you weren't screwed over weeks of your life you know right and i i guess i can see your point there i mean you know again i don't want to bash too hard on game of thrones but you know what that last season fucking sucked so uh <laughs> I don't think I would have been any less upset personally, but I could see how some people may have been less upset. Sure. sure. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so pivoting just a little bit. So mm. obviously we know like sort of what makes a show bingeable. It's, you know, being able to get invested in the show and really, you know, following the, um, the story, right. Um, and getting hooked in episode to episode but what makes a show rewatchable like what what show would you feel okay rewatching i mean again south park uh comes down to it i mean south park's a rewatch and bingeable for me um you know something that's probably not bingeable but is rewatchable i guess um would be something like um i feel like Bob's Burgers, in my opinion, or or some other animation shows, where again they're you know they're just little short ones. But I I don't I never have the urge to to just binge those. You know I don't I don't have the urge to just watch those back to back like Family Guy or American Dad or anything like that. But you know you can always go back and watch any of those shows, and they're always going to hold up um, versus you know what they used to be compared to what they are now. And I don't think that can really be said with you know, like say Friends or something, you know, that's from the 90s. And really a lot of people, why they still watch that and why that's rewatchable is just the nostalgia factor. But yeah. it, it's not like, I feel like no new, they're not going to get any new audience for that. While these other shows that are cartoons, you can get a new audience because um, I feel like cartoons hold up better over time. You know, and I, man, I'm going to have a lot of hot takes this episode. Uh -oh. Okay. Um, you got a new uh, coin term? Uh, well, no, not nothing quite like that. But okay. I, I do. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Um, I don't think that the office deserves uh -oh. as big of a following 
as it Uh-oh. as it has. Yeah. Um, so I think the reason why the office gets rewatched so many times and people are on their 19th watchings or whatever, um, is you just because... hear the disdain in your voice. <laughs> okay. I, I need to back up just a little bit. I have personally watched it at least five times cover to cover. Okay. So that's why you hate it. I no, I don't think so. Um, I think that the show is perfectly fine as being a show that you watch one or two or maybe even three times okay um i don't think anybody is actively watching it on their 19th watch through i think people are setting it on their television and then just walking around their house doing chores or something um you know having like a friend in the house almost you know what i mean like you have your buddy that's come over to hang out and that buddy's name is Michael Scott. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like um, that's just part of some rewatchable shows. You know, like uh, having that element is a big part for why some shows are rewatchable because you don't really have to pay attention. And a lot of people like that, that they don't have to commit time to sit down to just look at one thing. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that's a appeal factor for a lot of people interesting do you think do do you fall into that camp is there any show that you do that with well south park (laughs) okay i just make it sure (laughs) i can i can answer south park pretty much any tv show um yeah i mean it's it's kind of gotten to the point where i've rewatched south park so many times and i think a lot of people do this with the office where i already know all the jokes i already know what's going to happen in the in the episode um like you know like 30 seconds in like i already know everything about it but it's just i don't know it's just it's still entertaining to me i would never at this point sit down and watch older seasons anymore but you know anything new yeah i would totally binge that and watch all the new ones but you know older ones i'm fine just having that in the in the background or or not really paying attention and then just kind of my consciousness kind of coming in and out uh as far as paying attention to it um and some shows are just they're they're just fine like that. You know, you may uh, pay attention for a little bit for a little part of the show where it's interesting to you, or there's funny jokes that you remember, or something like that. And then maybe there's something where you don't necessarily like as much going on in the episode, and you're fine just tuning that out for now. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And I'm gonna be honest. I obviously do this with Archer. Like, there's no <laughs> lying about that. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a uh, comfort food almost. You know, that's really what it is. You know, you know that rewatching this is bad for you because there's just so many calories in that fried chicken. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's still comforting to take it in, you know, to know we were doing an episode on calories already. Well, you know, (laughs) all in due time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Um, there's also I feel like a um, you know, I, I bring up friends and and. I think the office is probably related to that too. You mentioned comfort food. And I think the nostalgia factors, you know, real with a lot of these shows where, you know, that it reminds people of a time when they were younger or teenagers or less responsibilities or, you know, quote unquote, the good old times for them. Um, and that's why they rewatch it. You know, maybe uh, a certain episode or a certain joke will trigger uh, their mind to remember, oh yeah, at, at, at whenever I was watching this episode for the first time or the last time or something like that, um, then I was, you know, on vacation or something like that. Um, 
And I, I have that a lot of times with music. I actually intentionally go out of my way to do that with music, where if I'm going on vacation, I will try to listen to a new album. So if I ever listen to that album again, then it reminds me of the vacation. And I think that nostalgia is a, is a big factor with a lot of these rewatchable shows. Interesting. Yeah, I've never really thought of that like on a vacation front. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's an interesting take on that. Yeah. Um, hey, try it, man. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I definitely will. <laughs> so, um, are there any shows that you absolutely will never rewatch? Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm a, a two trick pony here. <laughs> yeah. Either South Park or Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So it's, um, you know, probably, probably Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad, hot take on that one. People are going to hate me for that. Um, and let me, let me think. There's one more I had on the tip of my tongue. I can't okay, think of it now, but I'll tell you. You may need to explain why you won't rewatch Game of Thrones. I know. Or, uh, Breaking I know. Bad. Breaking so. Bad. It's, it's everyone's baby boy. Um, yeah, Breaking Bad. I, I don't think Breaking Bad's a bad show. Um, I, I just don't like, it's the same reason I won't rewatch, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season one through six. Great. Loved it. Um, uh, Breaking Bad seasons one through four. How many seasons do they have? Five, I think. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Five seasons one through four. Great. Loved it. Um, I could probably rewatch those if they finished off season four correctly. Uh, the reason I don't like both is I didn't like the ending of either. And I think I'm going to get, you know, a lot of people disagree with that because they think that, you know, Breaking Bad had a great ending. The problem I have um, is that they <laughs> they Americanized the ending, basically. Um, and I have this problem with a lot of shows, and we, we may actually even have like a, a whole discussion over just this, where a lot of shows, in my opinion... Uh, that are American TV shows, they just drag them out too long. They drag them out too long, um, and there's no longer any point to the story in the midway part. So, like, you know, season one and two, it'll it'll start to ramp up, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, this is, this is really popular, so we need to drag this out now. So then the next, like, five or six seasons are just, you know, filler seasons, essentially. And then the last season, they, like, rush it, and they're like, okay, we got we to gotta wrap this up real quick. <laughs> And it, it pisses me off to no end. Um, but with what they did with game or Breaking Bad was seasons one through four, I felt like four was a pretty good ending. You know, it didn't wrap up everything. There were still a lot of loose ends. And I feel like they could have they could have more eloquently wrapped up season four so that, that was the finale. Instead, it felt like to me, as I was watching season five, it was just one really long finale episode. And I feel like they, they just... I don't know. It, it, it was just too drawn out for me, I guess. No, I think you're a hundred percent right on that. Um, Cause whenever I watched season four and I saw the ending, I was like, Oh, this is the end of the show. Yeah. You know, exactly, I was right. I was done. And then Netflix started playing the next season. And then I was like, wait a second, I have a problem now. <laughs> um, and so, no, I, I a hundred percent agree and understand with that. Um, I think that we can look to um, the Japanese audience and see the exact opposite of them really with their the anime um right have you have you ever watched cowboy bebop i have watched um pieces i have watched certain episodes i have never watched cowboy bebop thoroughly through it was more just a oh this is on adult swim i'll watch it (laughs) gotcha 
So they did uh, one episode, or excuse me, uh, one season, 24 episodes. That was it. That thing was the most popular thing ever. I love that show, um, but only 24 episodes. And despite like fans wanting more, um, they just never came out with more. They did one movie and then that was it. They're done. So I think that's a good example of don't ruin what you had to make more that may be subpar. Yeah, I mean, I can't emphasize how much I uh, love that philosophy. I I just hate I just I just hate it whenever it's shot out. I mean, I think that I mean, obviously, it comes down to the same thing, right? They want to they want to draw a lot of TV shows out so that um, you know it stays relevant. They keep selling. Um, you know, if you just have a short one season, you know, in the example of Cowboy Bebop, or you know, three season or something like that then it's not going to stay relevant as long. And yeah, you may end up getting a cult following or something like that, but you're not going to sell as much merchandise as if you were to stay on the air. And exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just, it's just a shame. I mean, it as with everything comes down to money, right? Yeah. And I mean, honestly though, we wouldn't have the shows without the money. So I don't want to say like shame on them for wanting more money for the thing they made. Right. Um, I'm not saying, I, you know, <laughs> if they make a good show, uh, yeah, they deserve the money for, 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 you know, the, the seasons that they make and everything, but it's just whenever they drag it out to milk it for the money, exactly. that's whenever it's like, fuck you guys. Like y- you aren't doing the fans a service at all. You're just dragging this out to milk it for money. Yeah. And, and I, not to hammer on this too much, too much, because <laughs> this is a really g- good I mean, uh, good topic though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen Heroes? I haven't. No, I've never seen it. Okay. So Heroes, they had one season that happened during a writer strike. It was this uh, infamous writer strike, right? Yep, yep. Um, and season, I think it's season four, is just literally hot garbage. Uh, and they decided to make it without any of the writers, <laughs> and it shows. Makes yeah. no sense. No sense whatsoever. Well, I mean, you can't really make a show without writers. That doesn't really make any sense. So Exactly. But the, it is the quintessential, we're just dragging this out to keep us on the air. And yeah. uh, it that's, that's not a good look. Yeah. But to somewhat bring it back to topic, I mean, as far <laughs> as like the binge worthiness of these shows that are drug, drawn out like this, I think that it it's it makes it easier for a lot of people to binge watch these whenever they are essentially like a lot of filler episodes between, right. Whenever like a whole season's a filler season, it's kind of easy to binge watch, right. Cause you don't really have to pay too much attention. It's just like, all right, whatever this, this is happening. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's, that, maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think maybe that's a good place to pause that. And then let's, Hop on over to our closing segment. What do you say? Sounds good. Okay. So, uh, Lance, as always, Hello. I'm going to ask you, what have you been checking out recently? Uh, hopefully we haven't talked about it already. Uh, but one of my rewatchables is Always Sunny. Uh, and that's what I've been rewatching this last week. Um, did you Did you say that before? I can't remember if you did or not, because I know you watch mm. Always Sunny as well. I mean, I feel like we've talked about Always Sunny at least once in the past, but you know what? Hammer on it. Let's go. (laughs) 
yeah always sunny if you haven't checked it out always sunny is a great show um it is essentially all of the characters are uh pieces of trash uh there's no redeeming qualities to any of them so don't expect that in the show and honestly that's a big reason why i found that the people who don't like always sunny is because there are no redeeming qualities in these characters and they they whenever they watch a show they want to attach to a character um, and kind of relate to that character um, i can let you know now unless you are a garbage human being you'll not relate <laughs> to any of these characters um, they're all just <laughs> terrible people but it's what makes it so funny because it's like you kind of see this progress of them, you know, season one, they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, they do some kind of crazy stuff, and you're like, all right, what, what's going on here? And then by the time, I think that whatever the latest season is, I don't know, they've been on forever, it's just like, you know, one of them's basically an entire serial killer at this point. Um, so it's it's it, it's it's really entertaining. I mean, Always Sunny is, is always a, a great show that I can always watch. Yeah, and I mean, honestly... They have so many running gags that's just, oh, yeah. you know, just so perfect. Um, and Lance, there's no reason to lie to people. Uh, you definitely relate to every single one of those characters. I understand. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that would be rough. I don't think anyone would want to hang out with me if I did. <laughs> um, well, How yeah, no. What do you got? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, me, uh, I've been checking out some movies here recently. Um, and I saw that they had a movie called Hillbilly Elegy, uh, on Netflix. What? Yeah. So Hillbilly Elegy. Um, and obviously Lance, I am from the South. Um, <laughs> are you suggesting you're a hillbilly? I, I come from a long line of hillbillies. Ah, I see. Um, Very proud people. Yes, obviously <laughs> noble and proud. <laughs> yes. Um, but the movie is about, you know, this guy who sort of got out of the South and out of this really shitty town and tried to sort of make a name for himself in, um, you know, uh, as a lawyer basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has to come back to his hometown to take care of his mom. Um, and it's a really, really touching story that, is surprisingly accurate to the type of lifestyle and conditions that, um, you know, people in sort of the you know, backwoods of America live through. Um, cause it, it doesn't just talk about, um, sort of, you know, hill life, but also talks about you know, the areas like we used to live in, you know, in, in Terre Haute, whenever we lived there, um, those sort of drug addled areas. Um, and what that would look like for somebody trying to navigate that, that sort of world. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it's surprisingly accurate, hit really close to home in some scenes. And uh, it's just uh, shocking how real it all felt. So it is based on a true story, which may have helped that, but yeah. Um, yeah, really, ten out of ten. Amy Adams is in it. She does a fantastic job, um, and Glenn Close. She's in there and, and does a really great job. That's all you had to say was Amy Adams, of course, <laughs> because I love her acting. Uh huh. You sexist. Uh-huh. Hey, Arrival. I checked that out off of your recommendation, and uh, gotta say, pretty freaking good. 
Yeah, sorry for everyone who got spoiled, but uh, it's a great movie. <laughs> Even knowing the spoiler that you gave on this show, I was still fantastic. It's funny because I <clears throat> I rewatched it, I think, um, shortly after I talked about it, or um, shortly before I talked about it, because that's what reminded me to talk about it. Um, and it was hilarious because I knew that there was some twist ending, because I remember there was a twist ending, but I couldn't remember what like what it had to have been something with the daughter or something and then it, it hit me again with the twist ending and i was like i got surprised <laughs> again i was like what the fuck <laughs> so it was really i mean honestly knowing the twist may have made the movie slightly better um <laughs> because i knew what was happening to her the entire yeah. time and yeah. um it was just really i don't know it was more engaging that way yeah that actually you know um we we may end up just doing an episode on that like movies where it's after you do the first watch you kind of have to do a rewatch to fully understand what's happening or fully appreciate the show or movie yeah i mean we can dive in uh on a separate episode but really just um there there are at least a couple that really stand out to me arrival is absolutely one of them Uh um and then honestly I'm going to say it again. Donnie Darko, man. If you haven't checked out Donnie Darko now, this is 18. How much times. are they paying you? <laughs> it's uh, it's actually Jake Gyllenhaal himself. He just keeps slipping me a 20 every time I, I host the show. That'd be great. Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, um, knowing how that movie uh, sort of unfolds really does help you understand where he is like mentally throughout the movie. All are right. Any... I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Glad I finally twisted your arm enough that it broke. Doesn't it have uh, uh, Hall's sister, too? Uh, yeah, Maggie. Maggie, that's her name, yeah. Yeah, uh, whole family's there. Well, and by whole family, I mean two, people. two of the Gyllenhaals. <laughs> whole family, two of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, also Patrick Swayze's in it, so you know, can't go too wrong with that. All right, I, a good closing. Hey, Make sure you guys listen next week to see uh, why Brandon recommends uh, Donnie Darko next week. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Every reason possible. It'll be a, it'll be new every time. It's new every time. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, that's most of our show now. Uh, I will say just a quick few things here. Uh, if you want, want to check us out on social media, I am at Brandon Cody on Instagram and at XP underscore podcast on Twitter. I do not post very often. It's pretty fun. Um, If you do have an idea for us to cover on the show, go ahead and hit us at info at rollingones.xyz because I am so bad at D&D that I only roll ones. No, but that's actually real. That's real. It's true. It's very, really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, We... We talked about that a little bit in our D&D podcast, but we're going to do that again soon um, after our new campaign kicks off. I'm really excited for that. Well, Uh, somewhat. A pivoted campaign. (laughs) Pivot? 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, but if if you find us on there, go ahead and give us a shout out and, uh, you know, maybe we'll give you a shout out on the show next time. Probably not, but maybe. Lance, uh, you you think anybody's still listening? Uh, I honestly tuned out like twenty minutes ago. 
So. Oh, shit. Um, glad that you were the co-host on this one. Yeah, I've just been, you know, kind of listening, kind of, you know, repeating back what you're saying. So it kind of sounds like I'm listening. You get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do the same thing, man. I, that guy. Uh, you what do are we talking about? the same thing to yourself? Yeah, well, maybe. All right, you're really losing people here, bro. Oh, all right. Well, uh, bye. Bye.